So this morning, um, how many remember last Super Bowl Sunday, Jeff Moeller preached? Anybody remember him bringing the word? So Jeff is like me, he's in a series, and so he's going to do part two uh, this morning of his Super Bowl sermon series. Um, we're excited to have Jeff share today. I love this young man. He has a call of God on his life, and so I want you to join me in welcoming Jeff Moeller. Is he going to bring the word this morning, brother? Am I on? Am I on? We're good to go. Okay, um, as Brent said, I am Jeff. Um, it was actually... It's actually uh, two Super Bowls ago, two Super Bowls ago. Last year, I did not do it. Um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my past. Um, when I was 12, 13 years old, I always wanted to go into the military. I always wanted to become a Navy SEAL, and I wanted to do a bunch of stuff, get honors, medals, go into the military, become a sniper. And um, that's, that's what I wanted to do. I was reading books. I was looking it up. I was looking up different places I could go and what I could do when I turned 18, and, um, when I graduated, what I can do. And um, it was 2014, it was a summer camp, a church summer camp. It was on a Wednesday night, which is super awkward, super weird, not awkward, I should say, super weird, because usually on a Wednesday night, it's, it's more of a calm evening, or we have worship service, more of a calm evening, and our Thursday evening is usually a, a, a power-packed, God-filled service, but that Wednesday night, um, it was just absolutely amazing. It felt so good. It gives me the chills every time I talk about it. It just—it was so filled with God on um, that evening. Everybody was just on their hands and knees, bawling. One of those kind of service um, evening services, and I—I I wanted to just get in touch with God more. I wanted to talk to Him in a, in a personal sense. So I went into a corner. Um, at Camp Kinship, it was in their uh, building. I went into a corner and I just sat down. I just, I just listened. I said, what do you want me to do? I asked him, what do you want me to do? And uh, throughout the evening, he just told me that I'm going to become a pastor, um, that I'm not going to go into the military, that I'm going to become a pastor. And throughout these last few years, that has changed um, slowly, um, turned into becoming a youth pastor. So hopefully in my future, I'm going to become a youth pastor. And so two years ago in October... Um, I asked Brent one day, I'm like, all right, I got something on my heart, and it's okay if I preach, it's okay if I preach in front of everybody, and Brent's like, heck yeah, and he said, Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm like, all right, let's do this, so two years ago, I did preach on Super Bowl Sunday, and um, he just asked me two months ago, he's like, so when are you preaching again, and so here I am, again, Super Bowl Sunday, <laughs> preaching again, so... Today and right now, with everything that's going on, the shootings, the politics, and all of those situations, all, that, all the stuff that's going on that's bad, um, I wanted to talk about something good. I wanted to talk about, within all of this, where is our faith? And what is the significance of our faith? And is our faith an on-dying, on-spoiling, on-fading faith? Um, I was looking into a bunch of different um, sermons, a bunch of different people that had preached on faith and just the different ways that I could use it, different um, stories, different types I could use for the faith. And I got one, um, I got one that he told this story. It's about a husband and wife. They're out on a boat. They went out into the ocean, living the life, living the dream. They're having fun. Nothing was going on. And then the storm hit, just like that. There's no way they're going to get out of that storm. The only way they're going to withstand that storm is if they're going to drop their anchors down. They're going to hold steady. 
And the question that I have is those anchors, are they going to hold? Are they taken care of? Are the ones that are broken, were they taken care of? Were they replaced? And all those shackles, were they replaced to be made new so those anchors would hold? Were they not rusted? And so they weren't, and they survived the storm. And they were able to go home nice, peacefully, well taken care of. But the same is with faith. Throughout this day and age, with all the storms that are going on in life, all the things that are going on in life, where's our faith? Is our faith cracked? And when a storm hits, are we going to fall apart? Are we going to sink into whatever is going on in our life? Or are those chains that are holding us with God, are they going to hold tight? Are they going to be there every single time? And the question I'm asking you today is not that do you have faith, because everybody in this room has faith. Everybody in the world has faith. I have faith in my own skills and abilities. You have faith in your own skills and abilities. I have faith in my friends, my family. You guys have faith in your friends and families. Atheists have faith in their logical reasons on why God doesn't exist. So the question I'm asking you today is not that do you have faith. The question I'm asking you is where is your faith anchored? Sooner or later, those storms in life are going to hit you. You're going to lose a loved one. You're going to lose your job, maybe your house. You're going to lose some money that you've had set aside. Something's going to happen, and sooner or later, the question will no longer be, where is your faith anchored? It will become, will that faith hold? Is it going to hold throughout those storms? Or are you going to fall and sink into whatever's happening? Are you going to struggle? Are you going to just not believe anymore? Or are you going to have a faith that's going to stay, that's going to stand, that's going to hold? And faith in Christ, faith in Christ, the reason why faith in Christ is a strong standing faith to have. It is imperishable. I have two, only two verses today, and I know they're two small verses, so don't, don't beat me up for this, but these two small verses mean probably more to me than a lot of the Bible, just with how faith is. They mean so much to me in these last few months that I've been working on this. Um, they just impacted me so much. It's in 1 Peter 1, um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. And it says, And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Inheritance that can never perish, never fade, never spoil. The faith in Christ is held in heaven. Now, if you have faith in Christ that is held in heaven, it'll never fade, never perish, never spoil. But if you have faith in things of this world, it will. There are kingdoms, countless kingdoms from history that have come and they have risen, and they have fallen. People have had faith in those. And just like that, that faith disappeared. Those kingdoms fell. Countless economies that have been built up and fallen. Countless nations that people have put their faith in. They've put their all into that. That have risen and huge and fallen. And all that's left of all of those are just ruins. Museums that you can go to and look and see what is now left of there. The only kingdom that has withstood the 2,000 years of this earth 
is the kingdom of God. The only kingdom that has withstood that. And that is why our faith has to be set within the kingdom of God. If our faith is set within something of this world, eventually it will perish. Eventually it will fall apart. And the only kingdom, the only place to set your faith in would be the kingdom of God. And that is the only way you will know that your faith is imperishable. You guys have all probably heard about... um, You guys have all probably heard the phrase, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that is a statement which is indicate that which indicates our sinful nature. When you when you think about it, absolute power corrupts absolutely. There's been leaders in the past that have been leaders of kingdoms. There has been kings in the past, there's been queens, and they all had absolute power over a nation. Eventually, the absolute power of wanting to do good, of wanting to build up that place, eventually became corrupted. It became pride. They had pride hit. They had their ego hit them. Just like that sinful nature hit them. And that uncorrupted power, that uncorrupted thing that they enjoyed, that they tried to help out nations, all of a sudden became corrupted. Putting our, our faith in those, putting our faith in that is something that, that struggles, something that... I'm, I'm getting lost. Give me a second real quick. Putting faith in Christ, putting faith in God is uncorrupted. They are the only ones that have had absolute power. And not only had absolute power, but absolute uncorrupted power. Just think of the things God and, or Jesus could have done on this earth. Think of the things that he could have done while he was here. He had absolute power. He could have done whatever he wanted to. But he didn't let sin take over. He didn't let any of that take over. He stayed uncorrupted. That is why having faith in God will be uncorrupted. It's not only imperishable, it will not only not die, it cannot die. Faith in God cannot die in you, but it cannot be corrupted. When you have faith in him, it cannot be corrupted. When you have faith in this world, things of this world, it will start corrupting you. You will start believing in what they believe, and what they believe is not always good. They're soon to be wanting to be good things, good intentions are now bad intentions, and you slowly start believing into that. You read the news, you listen to the news every day, and slowly you start believing the fact that everything is bad, all it is is bad, next day it's going to be bad. But having faith in God, having that anchor set in God, will always be uncorrupted. You will always think good things. You always have good thoughts. It will never fade on you. It will never break. Our faith in Christ, having faith in Christ, is not only imperishable, 
uncorrupted, but it's also unfading. We, people of this day and age and of the past, are fade people. We like to go on the latest trend. We like to ride the train of the latest trend. This mic is irritating me a little bit. We like to ride the train of the, um, the, train of the latest uh, trend. And just think, what was the last one that just happened? Fidget spinners. Four months ago, they were the thing to have. $30 a piece. Everybody wanted one. People were doing tricks with them. Videos were going over here, going over there. It was a vile thing. What, now they're four bucks and you could buy them about anywhere you want to? And nobody wants them anymore? That's, that's, just, that's just who we are. That's just who we are. We are faded people. We want to go on the latest trend. And just think, if you guys don't believe me, right now, all of you people, go back and look at your high school pictures and now look at you now. They're going to be completely different, okay, you guys? You're going to have some styling, flowing hair, and now it's going to be down normal, okay? So, so we are offend-trade people, unless you're Brent, and then you're just getting old and bald. But, um, <laughs> but um, that's just who we are. We are trend people. We go on the latest trend. We stay with that. Just look at music. Music from back in the 70s, to now, it's a completely different style of music. And that's just who we are. But Jesus does not fade. And, oh, give me one second. He does not fade. Having faith in him will not fade. Having faith in things will fade on you. Eventually, they will disappear. Eventually, they will fall apart. Eventually, they will vanish. Having faith in a leader, that leader's gonna disappear at some moment in time. Having faith in a nation, it's gonna disappear at some moment in time. But having faith in God will never disappear. Throughout eternity, he has been there from the beginning, and he'll be there till the end. That's why having faith in God is unfading. He never changes. Faith in him will never change. He isn't going to be corrupted by the things of this world. He isn't going to be changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Like I said, all of us have faith. All of us have faith. But the question is, where is your faith anchored? When the storms of life hit, when the struggles of life hit, when all those bad things that are happening in the news throughout the world, when those hit and all you feel is down and depressed and destroyed, is that faith going to be able to hold you up? Is the faith where you have it? Do you know? Is your faith strong enough that throughout those struggles you're going to be able to be held up? Or right now, are you struggling in that faith? Are your chains cracked? Are your chains rusted out? Is your anchor strong? Or is your anchor falling apart?
Is your faith built upon scripture and prayer? Is it built upon the things of God and the studies of scripture? Is it built upon the fact that, yeah, I believe in Christ, but that's all I really care about. I'm going to live my life of this world. Is your faith going to stand through the storms? Is it going to be a faith that can be tested? Or are you hoping that all you need to do is be able to go on a cruise and just be able to float the rest of your life and hopefully by the end of the day, nothing's going to happen? Or are you able to stand up and say, test me? Are you able to be tested by the storms? Is your faith timeless? Is it timeless? Is it a faith that will stand no matter what happens? Or is it a faith that is on a trend that eventually, through the time, through the months, through the years, it's just going to disappear like nothing ever happened? Or is it a timeless faith? Is it going to hold forever and ever and ever? Only a faith in Christ is a true faith. Only a faith in Christ can be a tested faith. Only a faith in Christ can be a timeless faith. It is not the question of if you have faith. It is not the question of this will the storms of life come. It's a question of will your anchor of faith hold throughout those storms? The time to anchor your faith, anchor your faith is now. It's not going to be next week, maybe next week. It's now. For people that want that, for people that want that, that want their faith to be anchored, that throughout their struggles, throughout those walls that they're going to hit, that they want to have a faith that's going to hold them throughout the storms, that's going to keep them anchored, that's going to keep them with God, keep them connected with God throughout them storms. I want you to stand up. I want you to raise your hands. Let's just take a moment and just praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Name of Jesus. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. Yes, Lord. Our chains right now, Lord, our anchor in you, Lord, I pray that you just fill it up, Lord. You keep it strong. You polish it. Rub that rust away. Break off the parts that are need to be taken off and repair it, Lord. Name of Jesus. Jesus. I pray that you give us all strength, Lord to when those storms hit every one of us, that no matter what happens, Lord, that our faith is going to hold, that we are going to be able to stand and say, test me, test me. I am a man. I am a woman of God, and I can withstand any storm that you bring. Through those storms, those times, Lord, just give them faith. Give them an anchor that they will hold Help them in situations that they're struggling in, Lord, with reading the Bible, with studying, Lord. 
to be able to strengthen that anchor, Lord. Give them strength, Lord. I pray that you just help everyone out here right now, Lord, for the ones that are struggling, for the ones that are, that are working on that faith, for the ones that right now are really needing to believe in that faith, Lord, that you give them what they need, Lord, that you give them that strength to follow through with you, Lord, that you give them that strength to be able to do what they need to do, Lord, to help you. Help them, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. You guys can put your hands down. This is something hard for me, actually. Um, it's really hard for me to preach on because me, myself have really struggled with this in, the, in these past few months. Um, and I've been wanting to do this. And every time, every time I get into this, every time I start preaching on, every time that I've studied this and worked on my sermon, it's always hit me. It's always wanted, it's all, some, something's always wanted to pull me away. And that's where my, me, myself, have personally struggled with my faith. I've wanted to study, I've wanted to read the Bible, I've been praying, reading the Bible, seeing where I need to do, what I can do to, to help me, help you guys in a sense of just talking about faith. And every single time something else hits that sports hit and I want to watch sports instead or I want to hang out with friends instead or something else hits where I... I, I tend to lean towards those and not towards wanting to work on this. And that is where my struggle is. My struggle is with that. My struggle is with mostly sports. <laughs> um, there's a lot of sports going on right now, and I enjoy watching it. And the times that I need to, I know I need to study, I know I need to read the Bible, I tend to watch sports instead and that is where my faith is corrupted that is where my faith is perishing is by the times that I need to do so the times that I need to work on that is where my faith struggles the most and that's something I work on and so the biggest conclusion I have in this is search through your soul today throughout the week where are you struggling where is there a place in your life that you can take away bits and pieces at a time and start adding God bits and pieces at a time? What are you doing that can be taken out of your life and have God filled in your life? So throughout this week and throughout today, I just want you to just, just test yourself. Where are you really at with your faith? Where are you really at? Are you going to withstand those storms? If something, if something happens on your way home, you go home and your house is on fire. You lost everything. We've had that happen before. I was eight years old. It was the day before I was adopted by my family. We came home from First Assembly of God. Our house is on fire. We lost everything. 
And our grandparents, thankfully, had a solid foundation in faith. And they took us in their house, and we didn't really feel the difference. We were not going to be able to be adopted because we no longer had a, not had a house to live in. And our grandparents, um, they, they moved out of their house within a day. And we moved into their house, and we were occupying their house, and they were our, that was our house. So we could be adopted by our family. And they decided to move into an apartment for that, single, for that time we were rebuilding our house. So it could happen at a moment's notice. You could lose everything. You could be in a car wreck at a moment's notice. It's snowy out. You never know what's going to happen. And it, throughout that, is your faith going to hold? There's things in your home that can never be replaced. There's things, there's people that can never be replaced. And throughout those storms, are you going to be able to withstand those storms? Are you going to be able to hold strong to God? And if not, where do you need to work on? Me? slowly taking sports out. There's nothing wrong with watching a few sports, I'm not going to lie. But them being your entire life is not something that I need. And that's the thing I struggle with. There's a lot going on from like 10 o'clock in the morning till about 8 o'clock at night. I uh, enjoy my sports and that's where I struggle. So where can, where can I take time to maybe instead of watching on a Saturday every game from 10 to 8 o'clock at night, watching one or two games? and spending the rest of my time with my family, working with my family, spending the rest of my time praying, studying, reading the scripture. So that's the biggest thing I want you guys to get out of. Where in life can you work more on your faith? Where can you build that faith? Where can you make those chains repaired? Where can you repair them? And where can you make them bigger? Do you want little chain link chains of faith? Or do you want faith that hold cruise boats that are like this big? What kind of faith do you guys want? That's about all I got for you guys today. <laughs> That's good, Jeff, huh? It's a good word, Thank huh? You. Need to hear that? I'm so proud of, of Jeff, not only um, the word that he brought, but who he is, huh? And his walk with the Lord. He's been through some stuff at the young age that he is. He's walked through some stuff, and his, his faith, it's so clear. I know you've got a few sports things to deal with. I get that, all right? <laughs> But it's so clear where your faith is anchored at, Jeff. And we want that too, don't we? That our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Let's Amen. stand together again. And I love, Jeff, that you, you mixed it up a little bit. You had to stand in the middle and receive <laughs> ministry. And that's awesome, man. As we, as we close today, is there anybody here that's never placed your faith in Christ at all? If that's you, raise your hand. Jeff will see that. If you have never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, raise your hand real high. Probably most of us here have, but we always want to give that opportunity if you haven't placed your faith in him. So as we close today, you know, there's this time where Jesus said um, to, to Peter, he actually said Simon, because Jesus sometimes would address him as Simon when he wanted to deal with some areas where the, the chains were weak. 
And he said, Simon, Satan's desired to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you that your faith won't fail. Isn't that interesting? Peter denied Jesus, but his faith didn't fail. Isn't that interesting? He said, I prayed for you. How many think Jesus' prayer got answered? That, that your faith won't fail. And when you are restored, then you restore your, your brothers and, and, and restore, the, restore your brothers, the other disciples, right? And so even if you have denied God, even if you've struggled with sports <laughs> or whatever it is with ding-dongs and Twinkies like me or whatever it is that you've struggled with where you've, or you've placed your faith in a relationship that's, that's fallen apart, whatever it is, Jeff, you did such a great job of outlining all those areas where we place our faith. This morning, Jesus has prayed for us that our faith will not fail. And even if we've struggled, even if we've walked through tough stuff, faith will not fail us. Faith didn't come from us. Amen? It's His faith working in us. Such a good word. So.